podcasters. On today's episode of Business of Glam, we're so excited to be bringing you Brooke Jean with Brooke Jean Counseling and Coaching. She has personally been my life and business coach and is just so inspiring. So we hope that you grab a glass of bubbles and enjoy. So excited to be sitting down with Brooke Jean, who is with Brooke Jean Counseling and Coaching. Thank you so much for joining us today. Excited to be here. Yes. Happy Monday. Happy yes. snowy Monday. It's so true. It's, <laughs> so thank you for making the track to come course, and visit us. Of course, of course. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in the industry. Okay, so I launched my business, Brook Jean Counseling and Coaching, just about three years ago. So my three-year anniversary is coming up in December. Yay, congratulations. Thank you. Um, and let's see, I feel like I've kind of always been a counselor and coach my whole life, but really went for it aggressively Um about six years ago, left a corporate job, got back to school or went back to school, um, got my master's in counseling and two days after I graduated, launched my business and knew that I wanted to um, see folks from a counseling perspective, but also leveraging everything I'd learned in my career as a coach um, and being able to help in both ways. So it's been three years. Um, I work with primarily professional women, working moms, girls, ladies who are in a love life or career transition. Um, and just feel so honored to be able to do the work that I do. And there's a little bit of variety with the counseling, coaching, and also doing some consulting, helping people implement healthy team culture and well-being kind of on a deeper, more psychological level. And so get to wear a lot of different hats, but at the end of the day, I get to help people kind of become, um, a better version of themselves. And, and so just been geeking out on that for three years now. <laughs> I love it. Um, what is kind of, you talked a lot about like working mothers. Mm -hmm. Do you think there is, I know Oprah has like a whole saying, like you can have everything, but just not all at once. Mm. What are your thoughts on kind of that whole, I think, especially as women, we want to have everything. Mm -hmm. You want to be a wife, mother, whatever that is in your life, you want to be able to have everything. And we want to be perfect at it and the best <laughs> at it. Yes. It's Go hard in all categories. <laughs> exactly. Do you think that's achievable? Do you think Oprah's right? You can have it all, but just not all, all at, at the one same time. time. But you have everything kind of all at one time. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't, honey. Don't ask me when the last time I exercised was. <laughs> you know, I think I fall somewhere down the middle in terms of that. Do I believe we can have it all, all at the same time? No, not, not especially when we want to do it so well. I think when we pull ourselves too thin, something suffers. It's just the reality. Like we, we are super women, we are super mom, and yet there are limitations mm -hmm. to resources. But what I don't agree with is when women in particular feel like they have to choose career or family, that they don't know that they can actually have both. They can be a present mama. Um, they can be a present partner in a relationship. They can um, <clears throat> have a family of 10 if they want and still do what they love to do professionally. And I believe we are better mamas when we get to 
express that part of ourselves. So I would say pick like two, you know, like I was growing my business and growing my family at the same time. Mm -hmm. So those were my two, like I can do this. But once you start adding and I want to get in the best shape of my life and I want to, you know, do the work and counseling and it, the list gets a little long, something suffers. Yeah. There's always time. <laughs> yeah. So prioritize what means the most to you and go hard for those two things mm-hmm. and believe that you can and deserve to have those being a very successful professional woman does not mean you are any less of a mama and being a phenomenal mama who's not there for every single thing because your career is demanding doesn't make you any less of a of a devoted loving mom so uh, we have to break through our own expectations so i guess it's not really about how many things you do it's about managing your expectation and enjoying the moments while you're doing them With that, if you want to be a woman kind of starting out in business, what are kind of your piece of piece of advice that you have getting started, Mm -hmm. finding your passion, finding your career path, really like making that a go and being able to like really focus and dive deep into that? Yeah. So that requires some deeper work and knowing like what you truly care about. I, I once had a, uh, acupuncturist uh, tell me like what are the wrongs you want to make right in the world what what is the thing that you want to offer the world what is the thing that is needed in the world you know like for me it's helping women break through barriers for you it's helping women feel beautiful women and men feel beautiful and feel worthy which by the way those two go so hand in hand um you look good you feel good indeed sister (laughs) indeed Um, But I definitely think that, um, wait, what was the original question? Is kind of how do you get started? Oh yeah, how do you find your thing? Mm -hmm. So guys, your thing has, if you pay close enough attention and you're quiet enough and you listen to yourself, to your intuition, to the signs that the universe provides, that's woo-woo, but I totally believe it. you will have always known that you care about this thing. Mm -hmm. You were probably doing your girlfriend's hair, getting them ready in middle school. I was listening to their problems, right? We were showing up with our gift long before it materialized professionally. Mm -hmm. So you will be successful when you know what your thing is because it's what you want to do in the world. It's what you want to offer the world. If it's not, you're going to have to try so much harder Mm -hmm. than somebody who has found it. So also don't rush it. If you're not sure what it is, that's okay. Don't rush it. You'll know when it's there. And once it's there, turn the the thing you want to share into a business plan. And if you're doing something you're passionate about, it will make you money. Don't even worry about the details of the business plan. Just get out there and start doing it. Because that passion, that authenticity, that energy comes through and you you end up attracting the people that can sense that's your thing. Mm -hmm. It is funny whenever you find your thing, how much opportunity starts to kind of come your way yeah and you're like oh maybe I am supposed to be here (laughs) you get in the flow yeah if you are open and you see things as opportunities you get into a flow and one door opens to the next to the next to the next and again if you're paying attention so that's why it's so important that you do have quiet like introspective time Mm -hmm. um because if you pay attention 
you'll know when you found it and when you're on the right track. And you'll also know when you're not. And if you can listen and trust yourself, you'll make really good choices. Not saying every choice needs to be right because we got to fail forward. But normally we know what it is we're supposed to do, but our brain tells us not to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there's no way to make money. That's already been done. These people are more established. They're going to do it better. Who am I to show up? And then next thing we know, we've completely rained on our gift. So manage your mind and lean forward with your sensing part of yourself that knows this is something that you really enjoy doing or that you're passionate about or that you care about. How do you deal with people? I feel like, what do you think is your advice? You find your passion. And just like you said, people will say it's already been done. Mm. Being in the beauty industry, pretty much everything's been done, but not my way <laughs> exactly the right way <laughs> it, it's not your it's not what how you're delivering the gift exactly but you always have I don't know if I want to call them haters but you have concerned mm-hmm. parents or they're haters call them what they haters are haters out there that hater are like, haters oh this is never going to happen what are you going to do I mean, if I had a dime for every time my mom told me to go get another job, <laughs> I could retire We could afford right an now. ice cream. <laughs> yeah. So how do you kind of deal with that and really stay focused mm. and stay driven following the pursuit of your passion? That is such a good question because it's so relevant. It happens all the time. It's constant. You guys, here is the deal. There are haters. There will be haters. It's your vision, not theirs. So expecting that everyone's going to feel your vision is unrealistic. So I think it starts by knowing going into it. It's mine. It's my baby. No Mm -hmm. one's going to see it. No one's going to nurture it. No one's going to trust it the way that I do. And I am going to stay focused with keeping my eye on the prize and not hearing the haters. There's a difference between asking and receiving feedback Mm -hmm. and letting the haters derail you. They shouldn't be able to see how this is going to come together. Shit, half the time we don't know how it's going to come together. (laughs) It's a whole lot of hope and prayer. It's a whole (laughs) lot of giving it to Jesus, baby. I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. But here's the thing. If you don't have hope for your dream, if you don't have a belief that it can happen, if you can't care about it enough to stay focused long enough to see it, then who else will? Mm -hmm. So this is where we have to kind of toughen up a little bit and just know it's part of the deal. It's normal. If everyone loves your idea, then someone's not being totally honest with you. And also our job is to just stay focused Mm -hmm. and believe in ourselves and know that even if it's been done a thousand times before, it hasn't been done in the way that you do it. You are what brings something unique to it. And there is no other person in the world like you or me. And so we've got to remind ourselves of that, Mm -hmm. right? It isn't about, do I have the best service? Am I the most qualified? It's, I am a unique person who brings a lot of life experiences, energies, ways of being to the table that are just different than someone else. And so you'll resonate with those folks and you won't resonate with everyone. And that's okay. If you focus more on who you do resonate with, you're more likely to get there. Mm -hmm. If you get distracted by the folks you're not resonating with, you could derail. Yeah. So you got to keep them in their rightful place, Mm -hmm. which is like over there at a distance, not completely closed off, but I see you hating on me. And I'm going to keep moving forward anyways. Mm -hmm. 
So there's lots of up and downs mm-hmm. in small business ownership. Yeah. You maybe want to quit someday. <laughs> oh, were we just talking about that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, who do I turn my resignation into? The universe. I'm done. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I love this. I'm going to keep pursuing it. Mm-hmm. How do you deal or advice that you have for clients to deal with kind of those ups and downs, keeping yourself positive, mm-hmm. really like being able to move forward and understand that not every day is going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Some days you want to quit. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Some days you don't see the vision and how you're going to get through. Mm-hmm. Maybe have hard financial time or grow the business or find new clients or whatever your challenge might be. Yeah. That's a great question too. So number one is normalizing it. Just like you said, you've got to normalize that having ups and downs are part of the process. We are not going to feel like we're succeeding every day. We're not going to feel, um, we're not going to even get the positive reinforcement, right? Cause who is our supervisor? Mm-hmm. We don't have one. So normalizing, like as an entrepreneur, I'm going to have days where I feel like I'm on cloud nine and I am killing it and I am doing my thing and I'm so lucky to be able to do it. And other days when you want to hide and not talk to anyone and quit your job <laughs> and you don't know who to quit to. And so it's normal. Number two, you've got to trust the process. Mm-hmm. You've got to trust the process. If it was A plus B equals C, everyone would have it figured out by now. I once had a trainer tell me if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why not everybody's doing it because we don't get a playbook or a handbook, but you got to trust the process. And then the third thing is, is just staying in a place of gratitude. That is truly my tool. It's like every morning when I'm in the shower, I am listing the things I'm grateful for. Even this morning when I was super anxious getting ready for this big talk, it was like, Brooke, what are you grateful for? Well, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful that I get to show up and serve. I'm grateful that somebody referred me and thought that I could actually be helpful. I'm grateful for my, right? Next thing you know, you're back in a different energetic vibe, that one that can take on that day. So focus on your wins, even if they're small. Focus on the good things that are happening, and that will keep you where the things like the haters and the pitfalls don't derail you because you're you're flying high in a place of gratitude, which means you have good boundaries and good focus. Mm-hmm. So just pay attention to how much is going right because I promise you there's more going right than what's going wrong. We just have a tendency to look for what's going wrong. I think it's really easy to get into that rabbit hole of... I got stuck in traffic. I couldn't find this today. Like it just spirals and you're, you are in a negative mm-hmm. energy space mm-hmm. and finding those things that you're grateful for and saying, it's not the end of the world that this happened today. That's right. And move forward. Yeah. I mean, we talk about this a lot is just the evolution of the brain and how the brain is just phenomenal at identifying where we lack where we're less than at comparing ourselves at developing a worst case scenario that we have to plan for. And if we don't take a breath and manage that part of our psyche of our being, it will lead us down a bunny trail every day. Mm. So it's real work to say, all right, brain, I, I see you. I see that you're trying to give me a I worst case. Hater, I see your hater, you being a hater. I see your <laughs> hater. I see you trying to prepare me to fail. I see you showing me that I'm not as good as so-and-so. And guess what? Thank you for trying to keep me safe, but that's not needed. Mm-hmm. Because what else is going on? So as an entrepreneur, like we talked about, you don't have a boss. 
you don't have somebody that maybe you have to report to. I get, I know that there's some people that maybe have business partners that hold each other accountable. A but board of directors or something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Investors, somebody that you're having to kind of reach out and talk to and hold Be yourself accountable, accountable. to. Mm-hmm. But for those of us that don't, mm-hmm. what are kind of your pieces of advice of like maybe tools that you can use or ways that you can really find to hold yourself accountable, hit your goals, celebrate your goals? Mm-hmm. And be able to like reassess if you're not hitting your goals. Yeah, that's a great one. So I think one of the biggest things that we can do is really analyze how we've spent our time and look at if we've done what we said we were going to do. So if you have two goals that you're trying to hit this year, maybe it's to hit a certain um, you know amount of revenue or to expand and hire people or whatever it is. At the end of every month, I like to look back and look at what I physically did. And if I were to hand you my calendar, Lindsay, could you guess that my goals were to drive revenue and to focus on team? Mm -hmm. Would you guess that my goal is business development? Um, And if it wasn't, then you got to get right with yourself and you got to make adjustments because if you don't use your time the right way, it's going to be really hard to make those goals happen. And because you're not turning in reports to somebody, because you're not really ultimately at the end of the day accountable, a week turns into a month, turns into six months, turns into six years really quick. If we're not, if we don't have a good routine built around Mm -hmm. checking and then being honest though, because this is what's hard. Nobody, I could say, Oh yeah, I did great. (laughs) No one's, it was fantastic. I, I killed it. crushed my goals this month. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is where you have to have integrity with yourself. And and I believe if you go into business for yourself, you, you usually do, but be honest. It's like, it's not about feeling bad. It's not about moping around. It's about saying, all right, I could be better. I need to manage my time differently. Mm-hmm. I need to get out there, push myself out of my comfort zone, because if I want to grow, I'm not going to do it doing what I did yesterday, which leads me to the second thing, which is you just got to be better today than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And are you putting yourself in just enough uncomfortable situations that you've grown? If you have, girl, you're winning. Mm-hmm. You are winning. If you haven't, you got to push yourself out yeah. of your comfort zone. If you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not growing, you're dying. Or I like to tell people, if you're not growing, trust me, someone's passing you by. Mm -hmm. Because someone else is. Someone else is showing up today and putting themselves out of their comfort zone. Someone else is doing that coffee, even though it's snowing out, or that podcast, even though it's snowing out. Someone else is holding themselves accountable to their time. Someone else is getting rid of something unhealthy in their life that's holding them back from success. Someone else is doing the work. So if you don't face that reality, then you will not progress to reach your potential. What do you think is your best piece of advice or how you keep balance and structure Mm. in your life? Yeah. I know. Embrace the chaos. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I was like, my big thing was always, I want to find balance. I want to find balance. I want to find balance. Mm. And I think a little bit of that is your balance changes. Mm-hmm. Like week by week or day by day, yeah, hour by hour, whatever it might be, yeah. But yeah, what are kind of your ways of dealing with that, or having finding that balance or creating structure? So, I think I reframe it in my mind because there is no perfect balance. You and I both know that. Like, 
right now today, I feel like a successful businesswoman and not as great of a mom because I'm like, I don't know, has my baby had her first nap? I don't know. Um, you know, like balance is bullshit. So I reframe it to how do you become more and more intentional? Mm-hmm. And so if I really value family and success at professional endeavors, am I being intentional with what's getting my energy every day? And this is where saying no is just as important as saying yes. Because guess what, guys? You're going to have some days where you feel really great in one area of your life and then the next day it's going to be completely different if we can accept that kind of roller coaster and embrace the chaos and still remain as intentional as we can then you're going to have a blend that feels at least congruent with your like who you are and what you want out of life but balance I mean it's not even something to strive for because what I would deem as balance today like you said could change tomorrow mm-hmm. and I don't know about you but I feel like sometimes like I'm going a little crazy because one day I want to go gangbusters and have a multi-million dollar company and a team and literally the next day <laughs> I'm like I don't want to do anything I just want to be a stay-at-home mom <laughs> and wear my pjs not saying I'll stay-at-home moms wear pjs but I want to wear my pjs yeah. and so like embracing the ebb and flow of that and and knowing that just because I had that drive yesterday and don't today it doesn't make me any less of a anything it just means that I can't even create what a perfect balance schedule would be so how do I just stay intentional mm-hmm. um am I running my time or is it running me and I think as entrepreneurs you also have to allocate time for curveballs because we can be intentional and also things come our way every day that we can't possibly plan for. And so working that in, knowing it's going to happen and breathing through it is going to help you get back quicker mm-hmm. to that balance or that intentionality that we're talking about. I know for me, it might be the Catholic guilt in my mm-hmm. life that was installed <laughs> at a young That's age. That's a real thing. My <laughs> husband has it too. It's a real thing. It's a real phenomenon. Have some Catholic parents. Mm-hmm. They love to like instill that guilt mm-hmm. in you. That fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you get over? So I always felt guilty if I wasn't there every single hour of every single day. If I wasn't doing the things I said. If I'm laying actually in bed and I'm like, I'm working from home. Mm-hmm. But really I'm just playing Wordscape. Mm-hmm. on my iPad and watching the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Lindsay does in her downtime. <laughs> I'm like, I'm working from home. It's really hard. Yeah. How do you get over that guilt or just understand that this is what you need right now and maybe you just need to turn off and mm-hmm. not be engaged? How do you get over that guilt of what you should be doing. Yeah. So you got to get rid of the shoulds period. I was thinking about this as I was walking in today, like what are, what's the biggest pitfall that I see entrepreneurs fall into that really, um, distracts their success. And it's living in a place of shoulds. I should be here by now. I should be more successful. I should charge more. I should be at the shop seven days a week. Okay. Though, where are those coming from? Number one. And number two, if you truly feel like you have to be there 24 seven, maybe in the beginning, that's different. Like you're, you don't have a team when you're, when you're starting out, you do 
wear a lot of different hats. But when you've gotten through those first couple of years, turn your attention towards developing your people and communicating and setting them up for success and building trust and loyalty. Because trust me, they don't want you there (laughs) seven days a week. Just like you don't want to be there. Believe me when I say they don't want you there either. And so when you give them the tools to be successful and you set the expectation, then you've got to give yourself permission to let go of some of that control, which is so hard to do, right? Because it's your baby and you've birthed it from the beginning. But guys, if you don't release control, you can't grow. I promise you that. And so do some work around why it's so scary to give up control like pick the right people and set them up and then experiment it in bit with baby steps, like not calling on a Monday morning and seeing, you know, okay, the roof didn't fall off. We're okay. I didn't go in on a Wednesday and we took care of our clients. Okay. Like you, we have to rebuild a new narrative in our mind that it's okay for us to not be there so we can trust it. Otherwise it's really hard to trust. It's going to be okay without Mm -hmm. our supervision. But at some point, if you're feeling like you need to be there every day, you're not doing the things you should be doing probably. Well, there's a should. You're not doing (laughs) the things that are going to help propel your business forward if you're bogged down in the minutia of the day-to-day grind. And so that's where it comes back to intentionality. It's not about guilt. What are you guilty for and to who? Like, stop that. It's about making adjustments to get intentional again. And being passionate about if I want to grow, I know that some things need to change in the way that I manage my time and in the way that I show up. And in order to get where I want to go, I have to do this. So how do I little piece by little piece put myself out of my comfort zone to do it? Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, I know that we've gotten into this conversation this week, too. It Mm -hmm. is your baby and you're putting Mm -hmm. so much of yourself on the line when you're starting your own business. Mm -hmm. It's very vulnerable to be putting your ideas, your structure out there for everybody to judge. It's personal. Mm -hmm. And it really does change. Like I've had conversations with so many business owners that were like, I've been in marketing. I've talked about brands all day, every day. That was my job, but now it's mine. And I'm like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. How do you get over that hurdle of being able to just be vulnerable, put it all out there and really find your elevator pitch or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it? Mm-hmm. You can kind of talk about your business and be able to take that personal, ooh, do you mm. think my baby's okay? Yeah. Is she pretty? Do you like her? Yeah. How do you take that away? That's so real. And be able to, to talk about your business and put yourself out there. You remember your why and you come from your heart. Like the days when it's really scary, you got to remember your bigger why. My why is that I want to help people. My why is if one woman breaks through a barrier and goes after the life she's always wanted, that is a huge impact. Um, And so remembering the like, why did I even start this whole passion project in the first place? gets us reconnected um, and helps us kind of push through that vulnerability because that is needed. You are going to put yourself out there. And when you do it in a way, when you explain your why from a place of your heart, it doesn't matter how it sounds. It doesn't need to be perfect. People can sense the realness. People can sense you sincerely like this or care about this 
And that's what they remember. They don't remember if it was perfectly eloquent, if it was organized. They remember that, oh my gosh, like that girl wants to help women or that girl wants to make people beautiful. Like they will pick up on the energy. Mm -hmm. So um, get out of your head and speak from your heart and remember what your why is. And most people will respond to that with kindness and understanding and excitement for you. And even if they don't, it doesn't matter because you know more than anyone, this is your little personal mission. Mm -hmm. So you get to have a really unique view. You work with entrepreneurs. Mm Mm-hmm people that are in business, running businesses, Mm -hmm. as well as being a small business owner. Yep. So you have to challenge and get through all of those things on your own Mm -hmm. as well. The struggle is real and I know (laughs) it like on the daily. You're like, it's all over the place. It's all there. What are kind of, do you see any key factors or personality traits or things that we can identify that will make us a successful entrepreneur, what kind of keeps you going, keeps mm-hmm. trekking on. Mm-hmm. You get to see it from both sides of mm-hmm. the coin. Yeah. I would definitely say, you know, a lot of the things that we talked about in terms of like coming from your heart and your authenticity, when you do that regularly in every day in the small decisions you make and the large decisions you make, when you stay connected to that why, connected to like this is my passion project that helps people be successful because that becomes more important than all of the failures and the downfalls and the you know setbacks and then also I would say resilience so you've got to learn how to deal with a no you've got to learn how to deal with rejection you've got to know how to pick yourself back up when you feel like a total pile of (laughs) doo-doo the people that can be resilient and show up after they felt like a pile of doo-doo, those people win. The people that are willing to put themselves out there and be vulnerable again after they've been hurt, those people win. Uh, the people that are, like, have that mentality, like, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Like, in other words, a mantra that's really been resonating with me lately is that pain is our greatest teacher. And I'm so feeling that right now. It's Mm -hmm. like fail forward. If you're trying to protect yourself from being hurt, you're not going to win. If you can embrace the failure and still show up anyway. So that also requires a little bit of tenacity, like go ahead, just be audacious, Mm -hmm. right? Those people make it because guess what? The first one two, even three years are brutal. You don't have instant gratification. You don't see the fruits of your labor coming to fruition. You don't get nothing but lovers and supporters. It is a uphill battle. And if you can't fail forward through that and show up anyway, then that's why people bail out within the first year or two. Mm -hmm. They can't handle it. Also like embracing the uncertainty. Like, we can't control this. We don't know for sure that clients are going to call us ever. Ever. That's the thing that sucks the worst. (laughs) We never know. We can do as much as we can, but it's not guaranteed. It's not a guaranteed paycheck. It's not a guaranteed growth plan. It's not a guaranteed description of my core role. 
And not knowing can bring out people's anxieties to a degree that they just can't take it. It's mm-hmm. just too hard to not know. And so kind of that surrender of I don't know and also I can be focused and intentional and resilient. Those are the people that make it. Those are the ones that see it through to the end. And I, it's funny because I see all those things in you. It's like the uncertainty makes you crazy. You show up anyway. Right. Oh yeah. We don't know where we're going, but we stay like <laughs> eye on the bigger prize. Like you have to just we know keep the driving. direction. Yeah. But we don't know exactly how to get there. There's no Mm-mm. playbook for how to have a successful beauty salon or how to have a successful private practice. Nobody knows exactly how it's gonna work for us. And so being okay not knowing and showing up anyways and failing forward over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna you're going to have to do that like a hundred times. Yeah. Or and, more. Well, yeah, that was like a minimum. That was a minimum a in the minimum first. That's a minimum. It's just over and over. And you're going to question yourself and question, is this really what I want to do? I just did that yesterday. Do I really, is this really it? Yeah. I was like, what would it be like to just get like a guaranteed paycheck from an organization again? But then I reminded myself. And a 401k. Yeah. your insurance yeah. paid for. Paid time off. <sighs> I mean, I went, you guys, I love what I do so passionately. And if you know me, you know this. And I just questioned it yesterday. That's how normal it is. Mm -hmm. So like ride that wave and know, like remind yourself of what you're grateful for. Remind yourself of your why and keep it moving forward. You can visit that place. You just can't stay there. You can't stay. What are kind of some, what are some of your biggest lessons that you've learned from any Mm -hmm. failures or Mm-hmm. anything that you have like personally gone through that maybe or have had clients go through that you can kind of help give advice to the next one that might be feeling it too yeah so I definitely think one of them is knowing that your gift that you're offering the world in the way that you give it is special it is unique it is different it can work It hasn't been done just like this before. Like really, truly recognizing that. And and this is hard because this is where like our past hurts come forward and our insecurities. I mean, we're all human. We have insecurities. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that we're, I'm perfect or the way that I do it is the right way, but I have done a lot of work to recognize that the way I do it is good enough. Yeah. And is special enough. The way you do it is good enough. It's special enough. And when you focus more on that than why it isn't, it's going to help a great deal. It's going to help a ton. So, you know, I I think that's important. Um, Staying true to what matters helps you stay away from the distraction. That's another thing that's really important. You got to stay true to what matters. So you got to spend the time to determine what matters too. A lot of times I work with business owners and what's your, what are your core values? What do you, I don't know. Trust, integrity. I'm like, okay, those are buzzwords. They're important. But (laughs) like at the end of the day, what makes you tick at the end of the day, what makes you feel right in the world? And are you living from that place each day? If you are, then you're on the path. If you're not, then you've got to make adjustments and you've got to be able to like quickly identify when you're off And without shaming yourself, without going into a shame spiral, just get back on. Mm -hmm. Just gently get back on. Don't you don't derail for two weeks because you had a bad week or a bad client or a bad year. Like get back 
on it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's okay. And I think allowing yourself a little grace, if you do have a come apart, if you melt a little, you're going to melt. It's okay. You're going to have melts. Lots of them. (laughs) This is why it's important to have a good supportive network, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to have people in your world that you can be the ugliest version of yourself and when I say ugly, I mean like the one that, that like the teenage crybaby that comes out and Ugh. wants to project, just want, just having a tantrum mm-hmm. or the one that doubts themselves or the one that says, I'm really scared. I don't know if I can do it. Or the one that says, I fucked up. I didn't handle that right. Have people around you that you can be real with because number one, you need an outlet. You need an outlet. Because we do fail Mm -hmm. constantly. Mm -hmm. And number two, you need support that says, girl, I get it. It's going to be okay. Yeah. I've been through it. I've I've been through it. it. You know what? Like, it's not all that bad. Mm -hmm. And you guys, this can come in the form of a networking group that's really, that you're really tight with. This can be your partner. This can be your dog. I don't care who it is. It just, you've got to have people in your life that truly you can be the ugliest part of yourself and they will hold that space for you when in those vulnerable moments, you have lost hope. You can't even believe for a minute in time, but they can hold it for you. And that is a beautiful thing. And, and, and by the way, pay it forward and be that person for somebody else. Even if it's not someone who owns their own business, if it's a mom who just is buckling or a partner who is buckling or somebody who's going through a loss in their life or like their whole lives thought they were going to be an Olympic skier and busted their, I don't care what it is, like be the person that holds that space for someone Mm -hmm. um, because that's what the world needs more of. And if you're an entrepreneur and you have a couple of those or even just one, man. That could be the game changer for you. That's so true. I can really rival Kim Kardashian's cry face. <laughs> <laughs> when I melt, I don't think Kim has anything on my cry face. Oh, my, it's not about the cry face. I'm just mean. Oh. Yeah. When I'm really feeling insecure, when I'm really doubting my vision, when I'm questioning what's it all worth, what have I done? I, I can't do it. I'm not good enough the way I deal with that is to be protective and defensive and to be mean. And I'm not proud of that. I work on that, but that's a like cue for the people that love me. Like what's going on? Yeah. And I think we're all just works in progress. Mm -hmm. And I think business ownership is you don't know what you're doing every day. You're kind of making it up as you go. Mm -hmm. I always relate it to parenthood. Mm -hmm. Your first baby. Oh, you take it home and you're like, I don't know what I'm really supposed to do with it. Yeah. Or your second. I have to keep it alive. Later, you still don't know. (laughs) It just has to stay alive. It just has to stay alive. (laughs) And you just ask yourself, are we doing better today than we did yesterday? And maybe today isn't better. So you get back on the day after, but you're absolutely right. But it's important to note there that again, when you don't know what the outcome is going to be, this is what we call transition. People do melt down in that space because That's where the brain gives you the worst case scenario. That's where the doubt creeps in. And we live in that space constantly Mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs. And it's hard. So that's where it all goes back to like manage your mind. Don't let it manage you. And that really is the ultimate key that is the umbrella that kind of covers almost everything we've talked about today. What do you think if you're a leader and you do have employees Mm -hmm. under you Mm -hmm. and especially need them to help run your business? 
I need my staff to make me money, to keep the doors open, to show up every day. To honor your brand. To be on brand, to follow all of these guidelines. Yep. How do you, if you're maybe going through some other things and you're having to wear a lot of different hats, how as a leader can you kind of find ways to show up for your team and be able to be that positive force? Maybe not have the Kim Kardashian cry face or Mm. be mean or how do you kind of show up for them? And I always think of like the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're just a total poser showing up. Mm Mm-hmm. And lying to everybody. Like crying, (laughs) hung over from last night. Yeah, you're just like, what? Um, Gosh, I think it's a few different things. Number one, you are only a human, right? And your team, they're a bunch of humans too. So it's okay for us to not be perfect every day. You know, there has to be boundaries with it because if you're really trying to create a culture and we come in melting down all the time, or we come in angry all the time, that can be a real distraction to the culture. But, you know, if you're having an off day because you're tired or you're feeling low, uh, own it. Own it and work through it. Show them that it's okay to be human and still show up and still work through it. Don't make it a habit, but like you're a human being, you're not going to be on 24 seven and then do the things you need to do to take care of yourself behind the scenes. Have that good cry, have that girl time with your girlfriends, you know, go to the spa, go to the gym, like work through it, be as healthy as you can in terms of those things behind the scenes, which will help you manage them in the front of the house more effectively. What do you think are your pieces of advice for kind of bringing in balance for your staff, health and wellness? Mm. Do you have any pieces of advice or really great tools to kind of provide for your team members? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things you can do that isn't that hard, but yet sometimes it feels really impossible is to know your people personally and know like what matters to them. And if they have a hobby that's really important to them or a family member or a pet or just what is it that they value outside of work that you can make sure they get to still participate in authentically. And so if that's, you know, your team really needs to be off on Sundays to go to church, can you make that happen? Your team needs to be off at five to get their kiddo from wherever and take her to dance. Can you make that happen? Like what little adjustments can you make? I think we get really rigid and, whoa, if I let you do that, then the whole thing's going to fall apart and everybody's going to take me for granted and everybody's going to want to do all their things. Not necessarily. So wellness is about being a whole person and doing all the things that matter to you. And as a business owner, as a leader, you have a real responsibility to care about those things that your people care about and to do your best within reason to make it so they can do those things. Now, it's not always realistic. If you do the, you know, most of your business on a Saturday, you can't give your team Saturday off. So I challenge you to get more creative. I challenge you to dig deeper to see what else you can do. Um, But those little things go such a long way with your team and it creates loyalty. They say, oh my gosh, like Lindsay's running a business. I know that we all need to be here to make it work. And yet she 
lets me take a longer break on Thursday so I can take my dog for whatever it is. Know your people and what they value and just do your best to work with it if you can. And then I think on top of that is just like breathing and yourself taking a moment to breathe before reacting to things, teaching them to take a moment to breathe, like slow down, stop treating everything like an emergency and everything's just right now because that create if you bring that energy in your team's anxiety just peaked if you bring that like it all has to happen right now they're like dysregulated Mm -hmm. so how do you kind of slow it down breathe through it be mindful and teach them to do the same that helps that day-to-day be more manageable I think it's so true too that I've learned from you is to just communicate with them and say, Mm -hmm. it's not you. I'm just feeling really overwhelmed today. I'm feeling really this today. I'm in a bad mood. I didn't sleep well, whatever it is. It's Mm -hmm. not you. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so huge. That's so huge. Don't let them sit there and wonder if you're (laughs) mad at them and then think you have a well-being culture (laughs) because you've just made them like sick over it. And you're not even probably, you're not even doing it on purpose. Right. So what you're talking about is that repair. Like there's a cycle with conflict. It's rupture and repair. So you came in, you ruptured because you're dysregulated. All you got to do is just repair it. Mm -hmm. Just say, you know what? I acknowledge I'm a little out of control right now. I'm going to breathe through it. It's not you. I'm sorry I came off that way. Just repair. Again, you're human. You're going to have those moments. Mm -hmm. And when you repair and take accountability and work through it, then you also show your team that if they rupture, if they are human, then they have a real opportunity to breathe through it, repair, and grow from that as well. Absolutely. How do you think, do you usually advise business owners to create like a mission vision statement? Mm -hmm. How do you really create that company culture, loyalty? I think that's something that we all want. Mm-hmm. in our company is to have employees that last a lifetime and how can you kind of create that and also be able to move on if somebody's not the right fit yeah so this again it's like where the more clear you are on your why like what it is you're trying to do and the more you express that in every way you can possibly imagine um, then it just becomes very obvious what it is you're trying to do. And you will very naturally attract people that are bought in. But of course, you'll still get some folks that come through the cracks that aren't. I do think it's important to turn that why into some sort of vision or mission, especially when you have employees. And even more importantly than that, though, is helping them see how their individual contribution is essential to this bigger vision. Their individual contribution is meaningful to your why. And when you see it that way and they know it's that way, boy, you're going to treat them better because you understand how important their role is. And they're going to be more engaged and invested because they see the scope of the situation. They see, you know, I'm not just coming here and answering the phone. I am coming here and creating an experience that helps people have a good day. And like, do you see the shift in that? Mm -hmm. And so never stop shouting from the rooftops what it is you're doing and what you're creating and why it matters to you. But sometimes you got to like go out of your way to draw the connection between what they do and that larger meaning. 
Um, and then you'll know pretty quickly when folks aren't on board with your vision. It's not about recognizing them. It's about listening to your intuition because you felt it all along. You just didn't act quick enough. You held on to hope because there's a real talent problem in Denver right now. Yeah. And um, so it's, again, it's like listening to yourself sooner and knowing, gosh, I'm having a bad feeling about this person. And as inconvenient as it feels to cut our ties now, I promise you it will save you time than keeping it and letting it turn into a culture risk and a problem situation later. And it's okay that not everybody is ready to or wants to be on this journey with Mm -hmm. you. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Don't take it personal. Yeah. And it does become difficult. Sometimes you're like, why can't you just be on my path? But they have their own path. Maybe (laughs) it goes back to that. Like your, it's your baby. Mm -hmm. They're never going to care about it as much as you do, but there are some things you can do to get them invested in it more which is make them feel valued, make them feel important, tie their role to the vision, take care of them, be a good person, right? Like show up for your people like you would your best friends. Mm -hmm. That goes such a long way. Get out of the mentality of I'm the boss, get into the mentality of how do I serve my team? And you'll just start making better decisions when you make that one little shift right out of the gates. And I think it's one of those things to not beat yourself up if you did have a bad apple in the group Mm -hmm. and you feel taken advantage of or however you're feeling Mm -hmm. that you move on and know that that's not for your entire team Mm -mm. or true for them. I don't know a single business owner that hasn't had that experience, not more than once, like several times. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and those become those sources of pain that help us (laughs) fail forward. It's like we, we learn something from that. Our, our, our paths did cross for a reason it's hard to make meaning out of that when it's so painfully unproductive. That's mm-hmm. a really nice way of putting it, right? And also, what what can how can you see the situation differently and go, okay, that was a bummer. That cost me some time and energy. And what was the assignment there? Okay, well, I learned how to listen to my instinct quicker. I learned how to fire someone. I learned how to have a constructive coaching conversation. I learned a warning sign that they're not a good fit. Like you gain something from every single one of those people. And they, here's the other thing I think is so important is what did they gain by working alongside you? Maybe they're not mature enough or ready to see what that is today. But, you know, my goal is that people that cross paths with me can say they gained something, even if I had to fire them. Mm -hmm. Because me letting you go because you're not a good fit is just as healthy for you as it is for me. Absolutely. You're coming to work disgruntled. This isn't good for you. It's not good for anybody. So let me set you free to go find something that brings you joy, that brings you fulfillment. Um, And so hoping that at some point these folks can look back and go, she made the right decision. She let me go. Or she modeled work ethic. Or she, you know, whatever it is. And if they can't, that's okay too. Not everybody will. But if we try that, then it's like even the people that kind of come in that revolving door, we know that we have an opportunity to impact them because ultimately they could be your client, not just your employee. Mm -hmm. That's the important thing to remember. These people that are applying to work for you are your client. It's all in the community you serve. And so showing up, you know, with kindness and integrity and trying to be like a mentor and a, a good model 
no matter whether they're sitting in the chair getting their hair done or they are working for you, that's a good way to be that usually leads to an outcome of even if it ended ugly, there's some sort of understanding that it was just for the best. Yeah, absolutely. But those ones hurt. They do. Those ones hurt. Those ones hurt. (laughs) And those are the things that could derail you, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't... I would say find out why they're leaving. If there's themes, then get it together and make some adjustments. Know that there's always going to be the onesie twosie outliers that same thing with clients. It didn't matter what you did. Mm -hmm. That was just going to happen. And I think like you said earlier, not everybody is your person Mm -mm. or your client or right for you. Mm -mm. It just doesn't. And it's knowing your why and why you're doing what you're doing and what your values are and what your kind of mission and vision is and Mm -hmm. not everybody's going to fit into that or want that same thing. No. And you've got to be fiercely protective of your vision and your why. And if you think everyone fits in that, then you're not fiercely protecting it. It's okay for there to be some folks that don't fit into it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Like be protective. That's your baby. That's your baby. Um, well, What's new? What's kind of on the horizon for you? What's the future hold for Brooke Jean Counseling and Coaching? For today. For today. (laughs) (laughs) Today, what's your goals? (laughs) Um, So I just had a baby 15 months ago and was kind of thrown back into that struggle of balancing motherhood and uh, my career and kind of was found myself in some postpartum stuff. And so right now I'm really passionate about postpartum. And I moved my practice from Cherry Creek North to Broomfield where I live so I could be closer to home and really trying to protect uh, the quality of my life and really growing my business there to support moms and getting in front of you know, OBGYNs and hospitals and, and bringing awareness to post, postpartum is such a nasty bitch. Mm-hmm. Pardon my French. Oh my God. We think we're just tired. We think it's normal. And t- next thing we know, we're having thoughts that we're literally losing our mind. It's so scary. And like, we're re- really isolated in it because of just being a new mom, you mm-hmm. tend to be isolated. So Right now, I'm really passionate about that piece of the work I'm doing and being really intentional going and finding those people that I can help around that. Um, and then also really passionate about this well-being culture, but not in the traditional way that you've always known about well-being culture. I want to bring mental health to companies. I want to help companies help their teams manage their anxieties, manage their stress, have a healthy outlet do things that really do bring their well-being to life, not just, you know, we're going to have a healthy potluck on Friday. I really want to help companies be successful by being creative with the ways that they implement well-being into their culture and doing it in ways that haven't been done before. And it's such a fun market in Denver right now because we're thriving. There's a ton of entrepreneurship happening. There's a ton of small businesses killing it and growing. And there are a lot of leaders that are open to and interested in talking about non-traditional ways of being productive and being happy at work and, and therefore having successful outcomes. So i um, excited for next year to really kind of focus on those two buckets of the work that I do. 
um, while also still doing the things outside that bring me that wholeness that we talked about. Like I just, I, I'm never going to be that person that works 50, 60, 70 hours anymore. Uh, I'm going to keep getting it right to be more productive so I can do other things that fill my tank because mm-hmm. then I'm better at what I do professionally when I do that. I love it. Yeah. And that's what's so fun about being a counselor and a coach and consultant. It's like whatever is currently real for you becomes your that year, that two, three year business strategy. Um, and it evolves and it changes. And that's really fun because you have an experience and you want to help people with that. And you can go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. I feel so lucky that I have the opportunity to do just that. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much knowledge with yeah. us today. It Thanks was so for fun. having me. Where can people find more information about you or social media sites? How do they get in contact? You bet. So website is the best place to go. So www.brookjeanllc.com. That might be somewhere that you can find it. You can follow me on Facebook. So I do Facebook lives where I talk about how to do a lot of the things that we've talked about today because as a listener, you might be saying that all sounds amazing. And in practical sense, like, how do I do that? Mm -hmm. So I try to share, like, actually do these three things or try these two things. So you can follow me on Facebook under my, my business name, Brooke Jean Counseling and Coaching. I'm also on YouTube um, and LinkedIn as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. We look forward to having you again on again okay all right you asked for it wow i know that i found some inspiration and took away some great tips and tricks to kind of get through navigating finding my kind of ways to get through everyday business life and to continue to stay inspired we hope that you did too and that you'll join us again next week 